WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock. You're just in time for our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour no cooperation from the White House. More in one minute. It's all out war against impeachment. We'll take you to the front lines next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The White House sending a letter to top Democrats explaining why the Trump administration is not going to cooperate in the House impeachment inquiry. The letter says the inquiry is illegitimate and has run roughshod over the president's due process rights. On Fox, the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, says part of due process means the president should be able to see the whistleblower who first complained about that call Trump made to Ukraine's president. The American people, when they think about this, are going to be totally outraged. They actually want to impeach him on the testimony of hidden witnesses who will be behind a curtain. We won't know who they are. Democrats have been working to protect the whistleblower after someone put out a $50,000 bounty for his or her identity. And President Trump said the whistleblower is almost a spy. Part of our impeachment coverage involves new information on the bias of this whistleblower. Stay tuned on that and excerpts from that eight-page letter declaring war against the Democrats on impeachment. Meanwhile, Bud, a new poll indicates most Americans support the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. According to a new Washington Post Shar School poll, 58% of Americans say the House was right to open the inquiry. Only 38% oppose it. Nearly half of Americans, 49%, say the president should be impeached and removed from office. The troubling number for the president is more Republicans are turning against him. The poll found that 30% of Republicans support the inquiry and 20% support removing him from office. Tom Roberts, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. That's one of three impeachment polls here and some numbers you're going to want to hear, although perhaps some of you will not want to hear them, coming up in our 7 o'clock hour. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Amber Alert is in effect for a two-year-old boy in Orange County. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement says Genzel Cintron Perez was last seen yesterday in the 1000 block of South Conway Road in Orlando. The boy might be with a 33-year-old female, Sugay Perez-Diaz. The pair could also be in the company of a man. Authorities are asking the public not to approach anyone in the trio and to call 911. The Marion County man accused of killing his family makes his first appearance in court on charges that he murdered his two children and two stepchildren. He's very stoic, very quiet, didn't have much to say, just looked straight ahead and uh, is very, very cold and pretty indifferent to it all. Sheriff Sergeant Paul Bloom says Michael Jones is on suicide watch at the county jail where he will be held on no bond. Prosecutors say Jones murdered his wife in July and murdered his two stepchildren a day later. Jones allegedly waited two weeks before murdering the two children he had with his wife. The Rays are still alive. Tampa Bay defeating Houston 4-1 at Tropicana Field last night. They jumped on Astros ace Justin Verlander, who was pitching on just three days rest instead of his normal four. But Verlander was not using that as an excuse. The low-hanging fruit is to sit there and say that this was um, short rest, and that's the reason why. I, I, 
I don't think so. I, I just, I, mean, I felt good. Body felt good physically. Um, just didn't execute the way I needed to. And um, really kind of the slider was probably the worst it's been all year. The American League Division Series comes down to Game 5 tomorrow at Houston. The two National League series both come down to Game 5 today. St. Louis is at Atlanta and Washington is at Los Angeles. WFLA News Time 605. A vegan calls police after a friend's prank tricks her into eating chicken. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. I'm sorry. Tastes like chicken. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. That's kind of a mean trick. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Call the cops because somebody tricked you into eating chicken. I I hope the police have better things they need to be doing. I'm just saying. (laughs) Hello, 911. What? I know they're public servants, you know, and we pay their salaries and all of that stuff. (laughs) They've come out for dumber stuff than that. Boy, I guess they have. (laughs) That doesn't mean they're happy about it. Good morning, everybody. Glad you're with us for the midweek edition of Good Morning Orlando. You're on the 50,000 watt front porch. A little Doppler bud update here. We do have some rain along the coast. Uh, but uh, it's not as prevalent as it has been on mornings earlier is this week. Is it ever going away, the what rain? What is that? The rain, oh, is it ever going to Dopp- go away? I thought you meant Doppler Bud. Yeah, I was thinking no, that too. No, right? I need Doppler Bud this well, I don't week. know. <laughs> Want me to take a day off or something? Yes, no. Bud. <laughs> no. Thanks. Yes, they say the leading edge of cooler, drier air coming in for the weekend. That's what I'm hearing. Define cooler. What yeah. is that? Is that like 85? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, the high today the high today is only forecast to be 83. Oh, okay. All right. What, what do you today. want? <laughs> All right, Yaffe's whining early in you, there, our executive producer. You know what I say. What? Thanks, Doppler Bud. Ah, oh, that's what I like to hear. And then we got the fox, and she's ready yeah. to go. The first friendly voice you will hear. When you get on the 50,000-watt front porch on the impeachment express here, actually, it's the Trump train that is now going head-to-head on a collision course with the impeachment express from the Democrats. Um, 407-916-5400. Lots to share with you here in a moment, including proof positive why Pelosi won't take that impeachment vote. Wait till you hear what we've got. And um, let's see. How about the toll-free line, 866-916-5400? How about you don't want to talk to me? How about you just want to text and let it out that way? Go okay. to 236. <laughs> you're on the list. 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. In the meantime... We want to make your wallet great again. It's our texting contest. It is back. In just moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour, you text that keyword to 200-200, and you could win $1,000. Then be watching for a call from area code 513, and that could be us telling you that you are the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 608. Headlining our hot talk topic of this hour on Good Morning Orlando, the White House says it's not going to play ball in an eight-page letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Democrat Chairman uh, in the various committees in the House. White House Counsel Pat Cipollone claims the ongoing impeachment inquiry is unconstitutionally valid because the full House has not voted. He also accuses lawmakers of denying President Trump due process. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. 
now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. As you might suspect, the Budman has read that eight-page letter from the White House Counsel. Let me give you some excerpts here right now. I think they are worth your time. It'll take me just a little while to get through these. Then we have a few other items uh, on the impeachment front you'll want to hear for sure and react to. Um, want to know what you think of this letter from the White House Counsel, 407-916-5400 on the phone. Priority for our callers, if you've got something to say, we'll put you right on as soon as we can. 407-916-5400. You can go the text route at 23680, of course. First name in town, welcome. All right, here it says, uh, there's no House vote on impeachment, so President Trump and his administration reject your baseless, unconstitutional efforts to overturn the democratic process. Your unprecedented actions have left the president with no choice in order to fulfill his duties to the American people, the Constitution, the executive branch, and all future occupants of the office of the presidency. President Trump and his administration cannot participate in your partisan and unconstitutional inquiry under these circumstances. The letter says further, put simply, you seek to overturn the results of the 2016 election and deprive the American people of the president they have freely chosen. Many Democrats now apparently view impeachment not only as a means to undo the Democratic results of the last election, but as a strategy to influence the next election, which is barely more than a year away. As one member of Congress explained, he is concerned that if we don't impeach the president, he'll get reelected. That happens to be Representative Al Green, okay, who's been talking impeachment on Trump since day one, and that's a quote from him. Your highly partisan and unconstitutional effort, the letter continues, threatens grave and lasting damage to our democratic institutions, to our system of free elections, and to the American people. The effort to impeach President Trump without regard to any evidence of his actions in office is a naked political strategy that began the day he was inaugurated and perhaps even before. In fact, your transparent rush to judgment... Lack of democratically accountable authorization and violation of basic rights in the current proceedings make clear the illegitimate partisan purpose of this purported impeachment inquiry. The founding fathers, however, did not create the extraordinary mechanism of impeachment so it could be used by a political party that feared for its prospects against the sitting president in the next election. The decision as to who will be elected president in 2020 should rest with the people of the United States exactly where the Constitution places it. And then in the letter, the White House counsel dropped in a few lines from House Judiciary Chairman and Trump hater Jerry Nadler, okay, from the impeachment inquiry. Remember, Nadler's a Democrat, Bill Clinton a Democrat, of course, about 20 years ago. When Nadler wrote, the effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters. We must not overturn an election and remove a president from office except to defend our system of government or our constitutional liberties against a dire threat. And we must not do so without an overwhelming consensus of the American people. Nadler wrote during the Clinton proceedings, there must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our four major of our political of our major political parties and opposed by another. 
Such an impeachment will produce divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come and will call into question the very legitimacy of our political institutions. Final excerpt and the end of the eight-page letter from the White House counsel, and this is the declaration of all-out war against this, against this um, kangaroo court, uh, which is what the president has called uh, the Democrats in Congress. The president cannot allow your constitutionally illegitimate proceedings to distract him and those in the executive branch from their work on behalf of the American people. The president has a country to lead. The American people elected him to do this job, and he remains focused on fulfilling his promises to the American people. He has important work that he must continue on their behalf, both at home and around the world, including continuing strong economic growth, extending historically low levels of unemployment, negotiating trade deals, fixing our broken immigration system, lowering prescription drug prices, and addressing mass shooting violence. We hope that in light of the many deficiencies we have identified in your proceedings, you will abandon the current invalid efforts to pursue an impeachment inquiry and join the president in focusing on the many important goals that matter to the American people. Sincerely, Pat A. Cipollone, counsel to the president. Well, of course, the Democrats aren't going to back down. More on that coming up. There's more on the impeachment front coming up here in a moment, and I definitely want to get some of our gang in on it. What do you think of that letter? You know, they say we never declare any war anymore in this country. That was a declaration of war from the White House to Congress. That's exactly what it was. Last week we said, seems to me we need more than the president. We need a war room. Looks to me like we've got one. What do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Central Florida headlines for you right now on a follow-up to a tragic story we brought you yesterday morning. Dental records are going to have to be used to identify that dump truck driver killed in a fiery crash in Brevard County. The truck apparently blew a tire, causing the driver to lose control of the truck, which hit a guardrail on the Panita Causeway near Merritt Island, flipped and burst into flames. Troopers say they've contacted people believed to be the driver's family members down in Palm Beach County, but they have not been able to make a positive identification as yet. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories right here for you on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. Jeffy, that letter broke just as you were getting ready to go on the yeah. air for the ride home on um, PM Orlando from 5 to 6 every day. Naturally. But yeah. you've had an opportunity now to fully digest it. What's your reaction to it? I've never seen anything like that come out of any White House ever. Well, I think I think they have a good point. The fact is, yes, Congress has oversight responsibilities, but they can't just run roughshod over the executive branch all they want. There's separation of powers. There's executive privilege. And they haven't even done an official impeachment inquiry vote so until they do that, there's a lot that's illegitimate with this investigation, in my opinion. Alan, you've just come back down the hallway. The news uh, ready to go at 630 here. Thoughts on that letter? Uh, very interesting letter. Uh, you characterize it as a war between the White House and House Democrats. I think it was declared with that letter. Yeah, uh, and if there is a war, I'm not sure we're going to have a winner no matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is here. It is just, you know, it's a, a huge mess is what it is. And both sides are looking very bad. What about it? 
Melissa? Oh, my turn. Okay. Well, first of all, like you guys have been saying, impeachment inquiry is really just semantics. It's not the following the guidelines for impeachment. And without formal articles of impeachment and a vote, there is no impeachment. So the White House is right. Until they actually put it to a vote, there is nothing. It's just a, it's a mess. It's not really an impeachment. It comes off as very partisan. You know, I heard an interview recently with Ken Starr, who was a part of the Clinton impeachment, obviously. Yeah. He agrees that the president had poor judgment in the call, but he also said he does not like how the Democrats are running this impeachment inquiry right now, that the process is all wrong and this is not how it should be done. So I can understand why the president's doing this. Impeachment as the founding fathers viewed it was not a partisan exercise. It's when you got somebody in office the whole country wants to get rid of who's done something really dire Guilty of treason, bribery, other high crimes, not, you know, not talking to the president of another foreign country, which other which our presidents do all the time. And in this case, uh, the the president of Ukraine, the new president, Zelensky. And, uh, you know, about, listen, we got corruption going on here. I got some questions about uh, Biden and uh, and his son here. Uh, I'd like you to do us a favor and look into that and tell us what you know. Yeah, come on, you don't throw a president out of office for that. You'll be throwing every single president out that you don't like if you got the votes to do it. They, do, by the way, do not have the votes to do it. They're going to have to convict him and throw him out in the Senate, and they are going to be way short unless something cataclysmic develops between now and the end of the year. Well, Jerry Nadler was right about one thing. You would need a really big consensus to throw someone out of office. He was right about that in 98. And it's right today. There's not a big enough consensus for Republicans to jump on board. I cannot get all the impeachment stuff in right now. I'm going to throw you a curveball and ask you to cue up what I said we would delay because it fits right where we are now. Those sound cuts here. People wondering about why don't we have a vote? Why isn't Pelosi calling a vote? Well, here is a good case in point as to why that is not happening. Um, you're going to be hearing from Alyssa Slotkin. She is a Michigan Democrat congresswoman who won a seat in Congress in a district Trump won in 2016. She just came in this term. There are 31 House Democrats in that situation, and Pelosi fears a political backlash against them if she holds an impeachment vote and gets them on record as favoring the removal of a president a lot of their constituents voted for and still like. Want you to listen to what happened to Slotkin when she faced voters back home in Michigan and talk with them about an op-ed she helped write in favor of impeachment. Did Obama ever do that? Four more years of that. And here's what happened when things settled down and Congresswoman Slotkin talked and voters talked back. Myself and six other members of the freshman class in Congress, all former military or former CIA, wrote a joint op-ed and came out in support of an impeachment inquiry. And I wanted you to know from me, I wanted you to know from me... When you joined the coup against our country. That's right. What's the rush with the impeachments? I mean, impeachment is a serious thing. This would be only the fourth president in history 
to be impeached and to return impeachment on something like this is really stretching it. That's why Pelosi will not take the vote, because there are 31 Democrats just like Michigan's Elissa Slotkin. They won seats as Democrats in 2018 in districts that are heavily Republican and pro-Trump. That's why Pelosi will not take the vote. If you wanted to know, that's the primary reason, because she is worried about them all getting blown out of the House and Republicans taking control of the chamber in 2020. So there we go. Uh, Bottom of the hour, Alan, we'll turn it over to you right now. My co-host, Alan Spector, with your news update. Bud, a launch is scheduled at the Cape tonight, but weather could be a problem. And the number of people trying to cross the southern border is called staggering. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bottom of the uh, 6 o'clock hour right now. Uh, Alan Spector is going to get us up to date on the news. Supposed to be a launch tonight out at the Cape? There might be a launch at the Cape tonight, but uh, weather could be a problem as NASA tries to launch the ICON satellite. NASA's Nikki Fox says the two-year mission will study the Earth's ionosphere and how it's affected by weather. It's this sort of mixing region of where these two weather systems, space weather and terrestrial weather, are mixing together. And so, you know, it's really, really important for us to go and understand that. ICON will be launched aboard a Pegasus rocket that will be dropped from a plane flying at 40,000 feet off the Florida coast. There is only a 30% chance of favorable weather. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The city of Orlando can claim victory in a legal battle with a police officer. An arbitrator ruled last month that the city was justified in suspending Officer Robert Shellhorn for a Facebook post two years ago. Shellhorn filed a complaint after he was suspended for 80 hours for posting insulting comments about pro athletes and a woman killed at the Charlottesville rally. The governor is making good on a campaign promise to get rid of unnecessary occupational licensing that keeps many people out of the workforce. Ron DeSantis announcing a reform package. Aimed at eliminating burdensome and unnecessary regulations across a wide range of occupations and businesses in this state. The package will be introduced during the next legislative session in January. Two arrests have been made in the murder of Joshua Brown, a key witness in the murder trial of former Dallas cop Amber Geiger. Geiger was given 10 years last week for the murder of Botham John, who he shot, she shot last year inside his apartment. After saying uh, she mistook the m- apartment for her own, Brown was shot to death Friday at his apartment complex in what police say was a drug deal gone bad. The number of people who tried to come into the country at the southwest border this year was staggering. That word from the acting head of Customs and Border Protection. Acting CBP Commissioner Mark Morgan says this past fiscal year they conducted one million arrests, interviews or searches of people at the border. An 88 percent increase over last year with a large increase in families from Central America. In recent months, the numbers did begin to decline and Morgan credits President Trump's collaboration with Central American countries as well as Mexico. For a durable, lasting solution, we cannot rely on other countries to fix the loopholes in our system. They're being great partners, but at the end of the day, it's our responsibility. It's Congress's responsibility. He says the Trump administration implemented changes like making asylum seekers wait in Mexico and quickly sending back home those who were not seeking asylum. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. WFLA News time is 636. If you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, get caught up with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.
Headlines right now, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham says he's looking to keep Turkey from moving forces into northern Syria. There are concerns about Turkey plotting movements in the region after President Trump revealed plans to move U.S. troops out of the areas, only 50 to 100 of them, but he's taken them out of the line of fire. Graham warning that Turkey would face extraordinary sanctions by Congress if they moved aggressively into that area. President said he would he would, in fact, crush their economy with sanctions if they do that and, uh, you know, and, and, and cause, you know, bloodshed among the Kurds. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. We have a stake in this story with the National Basketball Association and China and Hong Kong because we've got a team here, the Orlando Magic. They're in the middle of preseason right now. And we're not a sports talk show, but this really bleeds over into being very hard news here. And, um, and, and if you haven't caught up with what's going on, first of all, I need to say this. The National Basketball Association, which is largely populated uh, by African Americans, all right, uh, a, a vast majority of the, of the players are black. There are others for sure. They are really, really... Um, big-time social warriors here for social justice in the United States, on the hunt all the time for, you know, supporting oppressed minorities or whatever. Um, and, and they're, you know, and, and they, there's no, there's no backing off on that stuff. And there's, there's no apology, you know, when, when a, a superstar like LeBron James, you know, says that President Trump doesn't give an F about the American people. They don't crickets, no problem with their biggest star saying something like that. And it goes on and on and on. So, you know, they're all about being the most woke league, okay, to use the expression of the day. But now the general manager of the Houston Rockets team came out with a tweet in support of the freedom fighters in Hong Kong right now who are fighting against the heavy, oppressive hand of communist China. And the general manager, Daryl Morey of the Rockets, tweeted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Well, all of a sudden, his owner wouldn't back him up. All of a sudden, the league was kind of like apologizing for this. And no, 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 because, see, they get a billion and a half dollar deal with China. Everyone's watching NBA basketball in China. The Chicoms got mad. They pulled the plug on all the broadcasts over there. They'll have nothing at all to do with the Rockets. You can't even buy a Rockets jersey now in Shanghai or Beijing. And it goes on and on and on. And, and, and all of a sudden, you've got these people fighting for freedom, you know, waving American flags in the streets of Hong Kong. And the National Basketball Association takes a look at this, and they don't support this GM. And now it's like they've taken him to the woodshed and gotten him to rethink everything. He's saying, my tweets are my own, and in no way do they represent the Rockets or the NBA. Daryl Morey saying further, I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rocket fans and friends of mine in China. I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one complicated event. I have had a lot of opportunities since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. <laughs> You know, so there's social warriors here, the NBA, and they are folding over there. Although, walking the tightrope here is the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, Adam Silver, pretty highly regarded, I think, by most. 
He says he's really not apologizing uh, for the Rockets' general manager's support of Hong Kong. But listen to Silver. We are not apologizing for Daryl exercising his freedom of expression. I regret, again, having communicated directly with many friends in China that so many people are upset, including millions and millions of our fans. I understand that there are consequences from that exercise of, of, in essence, his freedom of speech. And, you know, we, we will have to live with those consequences. Wow. Says, you know, support the people of Hong Kong, fighting for the kind of freedoms that we have here in this country that you would think an American-based league would absolutely be in line with, but they are not. Why? Because they don't want to lose the money in their biggest international market, and that is with the Chicoms. Here's Adam Silver, the commissioner, walking that tightrope. I'm sympathetic um, to our interests here and to our, our partners who are upset. And um, I, I don't think it's inconsistent on one hand um, to, to be sympathetic to them and, and at the same time stand by our principles. Am I the only one who just, you know, struck by the hypocrisy of the National Basketball Association. To me, and we'll get into this in a moment, you're nodding affirmatively, Alan, it yep. really is all about money over morality. Adam Silver trying to have it both ways. It's impossible in this case. I agree. What do you think? 407-916-5400. We'll get the rest of our gang in on this, but we'd love to hear from you. And our text line is 23680. In a moment, the hypocrisy of the NBA. What are your thoughts? After we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes, we'll find out here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines now. The president of Turkey is going to be visiting the White House next month. President Trump says that uh, Turkish President Erdogan will visit days after announcing that U.S. troops are pulling out of northern Syria and uh, Turkish forces are planning to fill the void left by the U.S. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. Our promise on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. This NBA China-Hong Kong story, let me give you another example of the hypocrisy of the National Basketball Association. They were all up in arms, coaches, players, owners. When Trump had the Muslim ban, we was trying to get a handle on who was coming in here, and we couldn't vet him. We didn't know who was coming into our country. They went crazy. Now you got... The Chicoms, the Communist Chinese, Alan, they've got a million uh, Muslims in, in, in concentration camps. I mean, they oppress their people in every way. you got people just offshore in Hong Kong, you know, which is kind of about a semi-autonomous um, part of Communist China right now, fighting for basic freedoms, crickets from the NBA, because it's all about keeping the cash cow that is Communist China on their side. It's money over morals. And as you uh, mentioned, the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, had uh, tweeted the other day his support for the people in Hong Kong. Yeah, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, he put up there. Yeah, and uh, China, of course, objected to that. And then the NBA issued pretty much an apology uh, for that. And then Adam Silver, we heard from him, he's kind of trying to walk it back halfway and have it both ways. And as I said, you, it's it's one or the other here. It's black and white. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the uh, playing the political game here, and he's he's kind of like one of the Wallendas, you know, walking the high wire <laughs> here. 
Mm-hmm. What's well, amazing, though, is it didn't seem like the apology worked. China is still really upset and uh, wants to cancel broadcasting over there and everything. They've done it. What's amazing, though, is that um, China might be hurt more in the long run from this because they can't replace the NBA. And the NBA is very popular in that country. It's unbelievable. They are yeah. they are pro basketball hungry fans in that country. Exactly. Yeah. And then what are they going to watch some other league? There is no other league like the NBA. It's a great point. You know what confuses me? The entire deal with China hinged on a tweet from a single general manager. Is that stable enough to really fight for? That's China for you. They're mm. very sensitive. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, mean, the government is. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. this story is getting a ton of coverage, but what about the literal concentration camps being operated in China for the Muslims that are being detained, tortured, and killed? I don't think the NBA players are actually aware of what's going on, or they probably would just quiet down. Well, they seem to be really aware when it comes to being social justice warriors on the home front, ripping Trump or whatever. Right. You Charlotte. Know. They didn't want to do the all-star game in Charlotte because of transgender bathrooms. Yeah, and all of that. But now, come on, are you telling me they don't have a clue? No. They want the money. That's what's going on here, and that's the truth, and we're calling out the hypocrisy of the National Basketball Association. One um, texter saying, great job, Budman and company, for calling out the NBA and their hypocrisy. It is all about the money. In fact, it is. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando. An iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Wednesday at 7 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a letter from the White House. More in one minute. As the Trump train collides with the impeachment express, lots of news. We're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Both sides are digging in as the White House sends an eight page letter to top House Democrats amid the ongoing impeachment inquiry. The Trump administration is putting top House Democrats on notice, calling their impeachment inquiry illegitimate and saying it will not participate. White House spokeswoman Mercedes Schlapp telling Fox News they've already been transparent. He made the transcript public immediately. This is Democrats say they want more answers about a July phone call that prompted a whistleblower complaint alleging President Trump tried to pressure Ukraine to probe a political rival. To investigate a bogus conspiracy theory about the 2016 election as well as Um, Joe Biden and his son. House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff. The allegation is something President Trump has repeatedly denied. Tom Graham, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Amber Alert is in effect for a two-year-old boy in Orange County. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. Police are trying to find Genzel Cintron Perez. The boy's birth mother is accused of forcing her way into an apartment on South Conway Road overnight taking the boy at gunpoint. Genzel may be with Sugay Perez-Diaz, a 33-year-old Hispanic woman with brown hair and brown eyes. Police say anyone who sees Diaz or Perez should not approach them and instead call 911. 
Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Questions linger after a Marion County man appeared before a judge on charges that he murdered his two children and two stepchildren. Why would he kill his children? Why would he kill his wife? Uh, these are questions that we're never going to answer. I, you know, you and I, we're all trying to make sense of a senseless act, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. This is uh, this is something that we we'll talk about for years, I believe. Marion County Sheriff Sergeant Paul Bloom says Michael Jones is being held on no bond and is on suicide watch. Jones allegedly murdered his wife Casey in July and his two stepchildren a day later. He allegedly waited two weeks before drowning the two young children he had with his wife. Prosecutors say they will seek the death penalty. Man, one way or another, this guy's got a date with the devil. A Volusia County teenager is doing his part to address a problem affecting his peers. 15-year-old Daniel Dye donated $15,000 last week to the Halifax Health Foundation to find ways to prevent teen suicide. The Father Lopez High School sophomore and his dad raised the money through a golf tournament. The Rays and Astros are going to a decisive Game 5 in their American League Division Series. Tampa Bay beat Houston 4-1 in Game 4 at Tropicana Field. Tommy Pham homered to ignite a three-run first inning and said he wasn't feeling any pressure. Pressure is when you fail to prepare, and I prepare my, my tail off. So, you know, I don't, I don't believe there was much pressure. You know, I was well prepared. The Rays evened the best of five series at two all, game five tomorrow at Houston. And today we have two game fives in the National League with the Cardinals visiting the Atlanta Braves and the Nationals visiting the Los Angeles Dodgers. I love this time of year. It's the October overlap. You get baseball, you get football, you got basketball coming online, and hockey as well. Nothing like it. I got to tell you, bud, though, it was (laughs) as great as it was to see the enthusiastic crowd last night at Tropicana Field. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself as I watch this, where were you guys the rest of the season? Yeah, if you can show up now, I mean, it was just empty seats all over the place and one of the worst attendance records ever over there at the Trump. And they were playing crucial games down the stretch. They were. They were against, a great team. Against teams like the Yankees and Red Sox that you would expect would draw fans. Yep. But they don't. Yep. WFLA News time is 7.08. A strange, never-before-seen creature is filmed swimming in Thailand. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Oh, Loch Ness Monsters on holiday, huh? Yep. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The Bud Man, Alan Yaffe and the Fox with you until 9 o'clock. We'll, take, we'll give you some more excerpts from that blockbuster letter from the White House Council to Pelosi and the Democrats, all-out war has been declared uh, by the Trump uh, White House against the Democrats and this bogus impeachment effort. And there is new information on that whistleblower that is coming to light and a few other investigations that are coming to a head that could really be problematic for the anti-Trump forces among the Democrats and, uh, and within the deep state. We'll get to all of that here in a moment, and we'll definitely welcome your your input at 407-916-5400 or through the text line where first name and um, town are welcome at 23680. Did you hear? We're handing out money again. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. We're just moments away from announcing the keyword of the hour 
Text that keyword to 200-200. You could win $1,000. Then watch for a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win $1,000 as we make your wallet great again. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 709. Headlines now with this clearly all-out war between the White House and the Congress. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is telling President Trump he is not above the law after the White House said it would not cooperate in the impeachment inquiry. After the White House sent that eight-page letter, we've been bringing you excerpts of that this morning, announcing it would not participate in the probe, Pelosi responded, calling it an attempt to cover up Trump's, quote, betrayal of our democracy, end quote. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Yeah, we'll get to that um, White House counsel letter that really is the all-out declaration of war by the White House here. We've been talking about whether Trump needed a war room. Looks to me like he's got one, and it is up and running. But let's talk about this whistleblower, the first whistleblower here, claiming secondhand information um, about the Trump call to the president of, of Turkey that is at the heart of all of this, okay? Um, here is what Byron York of the Washington Examiner is reporting, and he's doing some great reporting on the impeachment uh, move. And in an August 26th letter, the Intelligence Community's Inspector General Michael Atkinson wrote that the anonymous whistleblower showed some indication of an arguable political bias in favor of a rival political candidate. Remember that? That's the first we knew about the whistleblower, okay? A few weeks later, as York reports, news reports said that the whistleblower's possible bias was that he is a registered Democrat, okay? Now the plot thickens. York reporting, there is more evidence of possible bias that under questioning from Republicans during last Friday's closed-door session, the impeachment inquiry, the interview with Atkinson, the inspector general revealed this, that the whistleblower's possible bias was not that he was simply a registered Democrat. It was that he had a significant tie to one of the Democratic presidential candidates currently vying to challenge Trump in next year's election. I'm telling you, Yaffe, this is starting to stink to high heavens here. You know, and now they want to protect the identity of the whistleblower because they're afraid somebody's going to take him or her out. But come on, how bad is it if this reporting is true and Byron York is very good and careful with his sources that this is, you know, this is somebody tied in very closely to one of Trump's opponents for the presidency. Smell, smell that rat, huh? Smell it, uh, Fox. You smell anything? Yeah, yeah. Fox, Fox, Fox can smell anything. You yeah. smell it? <laughs> yeah, I do. It smells like bacon, but no, everything. <laughs> do you smell like bacon? Do you stop? Get serious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, there might be credence to this whole situation if it had not been for the fact that the Democrats have been calling for impeachment since the day Trump was literally sworn into office. You know, I mean, yeah. this pushback is good. I think it's good. And I think it's a double dog dare and that the White House is thrown out there because impeachment inquiry is just that. It's not official. 
Well, I mean, it needs to be official. Well, they need to take the vote, and we explain why that's not happening earlier on. Excerpts from that letter from the White House counsel in a moment. If you haven't heard it, I'll give you some of the highlights here. Trump is tweeting this morning. Fresh Trump tweet handed to me by Melissa moments ago. The whistleblower's facts have been so incorrect about my no-pressure conversation with the Ukrainian president. And now the conflict of interest and involvement with a Democrat candidate that he or she should be exposed and questioned properly. This is no whistleblower the whistleblower's lawyer is a big Democrat. The whistleblower has ties to one of my Democrat opponents. Why does the intelligence community's inspector general allow this scam to continue? And we've got other investigations. Barr, Durham, Horowitz, all apparently coming to a head. And um, this this could, I, I believe, based on what I am reading and hearing, uh, be an awful lot of really good news for Trump and very bad news for the Democrats. Um, we'll get to it here in just a second. After we update for you, Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on the Wednesday edition. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Let's talk about the Democrats for a moment. The Democrat Party is detailing uh, the fifth Democratic debate. The fourth one comes up uh, next Tuesday, October 15th on CNN. But looking ahead, MSNBC and The Washington Post are hosting the Democrat debate on November 20th in Georgia. So far, a venue or exact location not chosen. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories for you on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. I wonder which Democrat candidate for president is tied in closely with the whistleblower, according to the reporting that is out there this morning. Hmm. 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680. You think it might be your girl, Tulsi Gabbard? Nah, no, I don't no. think so. I think it might be Sleepy Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the obvious one, I Focahontas, think. Pocahontas, huh? Well, we got any textures on this? Yeah, uh, let's see. Eventually it'll come out that the whistleblower is connected to Elizabeth Warren. Wait for it. Mm. Another one says they think it's Sleepy Joe ties. So, yeah. I mean, Joe Biden would make the most sense because he's, you know, been involved in government for a while and would know people inside. So My money's on Booker. Wait, really? No. Are you, what are you, <laughs> go have some more bacon. Bacon. Anyway, <laughs> fatten I'll, up your brain. I'll take that wager. <laughs> Thank you. Who do you think it is? What? What What Democrat candidate is tied in with a whistleblower? That's the latest reporting. All of them? It's <laughs> 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 a group effort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be true. Yeah, it might be true. A couple of other investigations that are out there. U.S. Attorney John Durham apparently has broadened... Um, his uh, his team and and is looking at a longer timeline on on investigating uh, the origins of the Trump Russia counterintelligence investigation in the 2016 election, um, taking it all the way now into the spring of 2017. He's working with Attorney General um, Bill Barr on all of this. And 2017, that would be the time that uh, FBI Director Robert Mueller, the former FBI director, was appointed special counsel after Comey was fired. That's interesting. And then you have the Barr-Durham investigation separate from the one just finished by the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz investigating allegations of FISA court abuse uh, by the Justice Department and the FBI and the Democrats. Um, And so that is out there. And all of these 
Yaffe, from what we're hearing, are all coming to a head maybe in a matter of a couple of weeks, but we've been hearing that before, particularly with Horowitz. Yeah, we'll see what happens. This is going to be interesting, but we'll, I mean, it'll be more breaking news for us to cover on the radio, so that's there good. There you go. <laughs> Let me give you a couple of excerpts from this uh, eight-page letter from the, um, from the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, uh, to Pelosi and the Democrat leadership here, really declaring all-out war against the Democrats' impeachment effort here. Um, Cipollone saying it was unprecedented for Congress to embark on an impeachment inquiry without a vote in the House, and that the effort to impeach Trump without regard to any evidence of his actions in office is a naked political strategy. It began the day he was inaugurated and perhaps even before. And um, the decision as to who will be elected president in 2020 should rest with the people of the United States exactly where the Constitution uh, places it. And President Trump and his administration cannot participate in your partisan and unconstitutional inquiry under these circumstances. Finally, the president cannot allow your constitutionally illegitimate proceedings to distract him and those in the executive branch from their work on behalf of the American people. The president has a country to lead. So there we are. How's this all going to play out, gang? I, I have no idea, and anyone who can tell you that they do um, doesn't, you know, it isn't being honest with himself, let alone with you. This thing can go in any direction. I will tell you, there is some cause for concern, and not one, not two, but three polls showing the American people. All these polls can't all be fraudulent, bogus polls. Not all of them. They are, generally speaking, considered pretty credible and fairly accurate. But they don't tell a good story uh, about the, the percentage for Trump, about the percentage of American people who are in for the inquiry and also want him ultimately to be thrown out of office. So that's coming in our next half hour. I wonder if the Democrats now are going to find the White House's attempt to block the impeachment inquiry as further grounds for impeachment. By, by yes, the way, that, I just... that's exactly what they're saying, that that is obstruction, mm-hmm. that that is obstruction. Here's we'll my take that on that, because um, I predicted that, by the way, that they were going to go down the obstruction route. Um, but I think what's really going to happen is it's going to be held up in the courts, a lot of this stuff, and that's going to drag this thing on even longer. Because if they subpoena people and the White House won't deliver them, they absolutely, you know, they'll hold yeah. them in contempt of Congress, and they'll yeah. take this thing into the courts. And, and, and the you're courts right, this decide. thing can go on. If you think this thing is going to be done by Thanksgiving dinner, you know, or Christmas Eve, I don't see it. And there's no telling exactly what the courts will rule because there is executive privilege here. No so question about it. So it could go either it. way. Yeah. Kind of depends on the court too. Obviously, could, could lead to some interesting conversations at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, you're not kidding. You you have to post the politics free zone signs, you know, Please. outside and around the around the dining room there if you're going to make it through the meal. Be tossing the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. <laughs> oh, oh man, oh man, oh man. Good morning, Orlando. Bud heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock off our last conversation. Uh, this uh, tweet uh, or this this text message, hey, Bud, unless the House passes a vote, it's not the impeachment express. It's the attempted coup express. <laughs> I think you got a point there. Yeah. I do. Right now, Alan, eyes on Turkey. What's going on over there? Turkish military and Syrian rebels will reportedly cross the Syrian border shortly. A Turkish official made that announcement on Twitter early today, 
following the announcement from President Trump that U.S. forces would be exiting northern Syria. Syrian Kurdish officials promising a resistance, issuing what they're describing as a general mobilization call, urging people to head to the border region ahead of an expected Turkish military operation. The Turkish president's communications director writing in the Washington Post that Turkey aims to neutralize Syrian Kurdish fighters and liberate locals from armed thugs. The Kurds fought with the U.S. to combat ISIS, but Turkey sees them as a security threat. Simon Owen, Fox News. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After years of delays, tonight's the night NASA could finally launch its ICON satellite on a mission to study the Earth's ionosphere. We're really excited about all of these missions coming online and really telling us about this. This protective layer, it's, it's the top of our atmosphere, it's, the, it's our frontier with space. NASA's Nikki Fox says ICON can measure how terrestrial weather and space weather affect the ionosphere and disrupt radio and GPS signals. ICON will launch aboard a Pegasus rocket that will be dropped from a plane taking off from Cape Canaveral. Forecasters say there is only a 30% chance of acceptable weather. Dental records will have to be used to identify the dump truck driver killed in a fiery crash in Brevard County. The truck apparently blew a tire, causing the driver to lose control of the truck, which hit a guardrail on the Pinita Causeway near Merritt Island. It flipped and burst into flames. The FHP says they have contacted people believed to be the driver's family members in Palm Beach County, but they have not been able to make a positive identification. The rules and regulations for obtaining occupational licenses in Florida may soon get some much-needed tweaking. Interior designers, cosmetologists, and real estate agents may no longer have to complete thousands of hours and pay excessive fees. Governor Ron DeSantis is introducing the occupational licensing reform package in January to cut through the red tape, allowing people to be more productive. He says some boards are already making major changes in this direction. For example, the Florida Real Estate Commission voted to reduce the biennial licensure renewal fee by 50 percent, which saves millions of dollars. He says the legislation also ensures those who owe student loans are not automatically nixed. Licenses will also be transferred from county to county, making it easier for people to work across the state. Wendy Grossman, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. The Magic are in Atlanta to face the Hawks tonight in preseason action. Orlando will then host Boston on Friday. Friday in its first home game at the Amway Center. The Magic are 2-0 so far with wins over the Spurs and Pistons. Elsewhere. The Eagles are hitting the road for the 2020 year and will perform one of their iconic albums. Welcome to the will perform 12 concerts in six U.S. cities, and they will play the Hotel California album in its entirety during each of those shows. The band did something similar last month in Las Vegas, where they played the entire album. Tickets go on sale starting next Monday. The closest Eagles concerts to us will be at State Farm Arena in Atlanta on February 7th and 8th. No Florida dates. That's a bummer. Road trip. They're only playing six cities. Yeah. Yeah. So Got it. Uh, we're lucky they're as close as Atlanta. How unusual is that to play out an entire hit album in a live concert? I haven't seen it done very often. It has been done. And, of course, we have our classic albums live concerts that we have right here at uh, Hard Rock Live where yep. they play an entire album. Of course, it's not the actual band. It's but it's a great replication. Definitely. Scientists say owning a dog can help you live longer. 
Research published by the American Heart Association looked at studies from 1950 to 2019 that evaluated the link between mortality and dog ownership. Scientists found dog owners were likely to live longer than those who do not have dogs and were less likely to die from heart disease than non-dog owners. I think they're stress reducers, dogs are. Oh, they they're are. well-behaved, and I think it, you know, it's all about the unconditional love, and where else are you going to get that sometimes? Nothing you know? about cats, huh? No, nothing. <laughs> No word on uh, cats. Sorry, by no. the way, Melissa has like 10 dogs, so this means she's going to live forever. <laughs> I'm going to be so. around for, well, only the good Just, die young. So. Yeah, I've got, I've got two dachshunds. So. Rescue. Rescue dogs, please. Yep. Both oh. of mine are rescues. Yeah, the fox has a kennel over there. How about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. And finally, the creators of the animated series South Park are giving China a sarcastic apology after mocking the country. Trey Parker and Matt Stone offered the tongue-in-cheek apology Monday after the People's Republic banned episodes, clips, and online discussions of South Park that mocked the country. I want to get away from that farm more than anything, but it's not worth living in a world where China controls my country's art. The episode Banned in China took shots at the entertainment and sports industry's willingness to go along with censorship to do business in China. Parker and Stone's apology began... Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. And after a few more digs, it wound up with, we good now, China? <laughs> I don't think so. Chicoms have no sense of humor. You can find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com, and you can find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. And with an odd to Rush, who's coming up with a morning update later in this half hour, I hold in my hand my never-nicotine-stained fingers, not one, but two or three polls on impeachment. We will have the numbers in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, and we're talking about this with you in detail in a moment. Most Americans support the impeachment inquiry of President Trump. According to a new Washington Post Shar School poll, 58% of Americans say the House has the right to open the inquiry. Only 38% opposed to it. Nearly half of Americans, 49% in the poll, say the president should actually be impeached and ultimately removed from office. The troubling number in this poll for the president is that more Republicans are turning against him. The Washington Post Shar School poll found that 30% of Republicans support the inquiry, 20% of Republicans support now removing him from office. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. Those numbers, if you believe them, are a good reason why I'm, I'm glad to see the Trump war room up and fighting back with that letter from the White House counsel stonewalling the Democrats entirely uh, on on any cooperation in the impeachment inquiry here. Um, now, there's a couple of other polls that are out here as well. NBC Wall Street Journal survey is just out, and it finds that 55% of the public, including one-fifth of Republicans, about 20%, think um, it, it's a good thing that Congress has started the impeachment inquiry. That includes 24% in this poll 
who think Trump should be impeached and removed from office. Quinnipiac poll is just out, finding 45% saying the president should be impeached and removed, 49% against the idea. You go back to the 25th of September, just before um, Pelosi went for the impeachment inquiry here, voters were against impeachment. There were only 37% who wanted the inquiry, 57% against it. Yaffe, there's are three polls um, that, you know, and institutions have been around a long time. I'm not saying they're all accurate by any means, but there there is clearly uh, a commonality among them here. And I think you have to say at this point in time, because the White House has just really started fighting back now, that the Democrats and the anti-Trump media machine are winning the day because people are tuning in and they're hearing about all of this stuff. And, and, and in so many media outlets, you know, the president is cast in such a horrible way uh, I, I think it's it's moving the numbers. Well, and the, and the they're relentless. The Democrats and the media are relentless, like you said, every day, over and over and over again. And I think they just exhaust people. You know, those people that are kind of in the middle don't always pay attention to things. They're just sick of the controversy, so they're going to say, "Okay, let's just get along with the inquiry." But there's still not a precedent for throwing them out of office in terms of there's not a consensus right now for throwing him out of office, I think. Oh, I think far from it. I think far from it. You know, and keep in mind, if the House were to vote for this, and Pelosi won't do it right now for the reasons we cited earlier, um, and and ultimately they, they did vote to impeach. It still has to go to the Senate, uh, controlled by the Republicans, and they'd have to peel away 20 Republican senators. they got a couple right now, Romney, um, Collins up in Maine, who who might go for it, but you got to peel away 20 uh, in order yeah. to get the numbers you need um, two-thirds majority to actually remove him from office and convict him in a trial in the Senate. You know, we have a bunch of texters weighing in saying they don't believe the polls or they disagree with the polls. It doesn't really matter, though. What matters is if the Republicans in the Senate believe the polls. If they start to, if the polls start to go really bad against Trump, those Republican senators are going to be watching them. And if they believe the polls, that's when Trump could be in trouble. But there's no sign of that right now. No, there really isn't. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. W226BT Orlando and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us. Good Wednesday morning, one and all, here at 8 o'clock. Time to update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour no cooperation from the White House. More in one minute. A Florida plan for gun control via ammo control. Tell you all about it and see what you think next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The White House sending a letter to top Democrats explaining why the Trump administration is not going to cooperate in the House impeachment inquiry. The letter says the inquiry is illegitimate and has run roughshod over the president's due process rights. On Fox, Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani says the president should be able to see the whistleblower who first complained about that call Trump made to Ukraine's president. The American people, when they think about this, are going to be totally outraged. They actually want to impeach him on the testimony of hidden witnesses who will be behind a curtain 
We don't know who they are. Democrats have been working to protect the whistleblower after someone put out a $50,000 bounty for his or her identity, and President Trump said the whistleblower is almost a spy. And lots of impeachment-related news, and we'll sum it up one more time later in this hour, Alan. And since our listeners, Bud, seem to love to hear about polls, let me tell you that a new survey indicates that Americans are largely unmoved in their opinions on impeachment, despite seemingly constant headlines over the issue. According to Quinnipiac University poll analyst Tim Malloy, 49% of their respondents oppose impeachment, while 45% approve of it. Despite a week of uh, haranguing back and forth and bipartisan feuding, uh, not much has happened. The needle's hardly moved. If anything, Americans are slightly less inclined toward impeachment, but it's a toss-up. Just last week, that question resulted in a 47-47 split with about 3% indifferent. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. An Amber Alert is in effect for a two-year-old boy in Orange County. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement says Genzel Cintron Perez was last seen yesterday in the 1000 block of South Conway Road in Orlando, The boy might be with a 33-year-old female, Sugay Perez-Diaz. The pair could also be in the company of a man. Authorities are asking the public not to approach anyone in the trio and to call 911. The Marion County man accused of killing his family makes his first appearance in court on charges that he murdered his two children and two stepchildren. He's very stoic, very quiet, didn't have much to say, just looked straight ahead and, uh, is very, very cold and pretty indifferent to it all. Sheriff Sergeant Paul Bloom says Michael Jones is on suicide watch at the county jail where he'll be held on no bond. Prosecutors say Jones murdered his wife in July and murdered his two stepchildren a day later. Jones allegedly waited two weeks before murdering the two children he had with his wife. The Rays are still alive. Tampa Bay defeating Houston 4-1 to at Tropicana Field last night. They jumped on Astros ace Justin Verlander, who was pitching on just three days rest instead of his normal four, but Verlander was not using that as an excuse. The low-hanging fruit is to sit there and say that this was um, short rest, and that's the reason why. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, just, I, mean, I felt good. Body felt good physically. Um, just didn't execute the way I needed to. And, Really, kind of the slider was probably the worst it's been all year. The American League Division Series comes down to Game 5 tomorrow at Houston. The two National League Series both come down to Game 5 today. St. Louis is at Atlanta and Washington is at Los Angeles. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A YouTuber spots a fire while filming a video and rushes to help put it out. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Hail, hail, the gang's all here, and good morning to you. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch. Later in this hour, a great prize up for grabs on our daily sound judgment game. We'll sum up all of the impeachment news we've been talking about at length in our first two hours here. But I want to go in another direction right now. Um, It looks to me like the anti-gun rights crowd here in Florida, and I don't think this is unique to Florida, has an interesting strategy. And uh, they have many strategies. But this is, okay, we'll let you have your guns but you're not going to be able to get any ammunition for them. Gun control via ammo control? We're talking about it here. 
because a couple of Florida Democrats in the legislature are filing bills with exactly that end game in mind. Stay tuned. You'll want to weigh in on the phones at 407-916-5400 or the text line 23680. And keep it right here for your chance to win $1,000 in our texting contest. Yes, we want to make your wallet great again. In moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour. Text that keyword to 200-200. You could be winning $1,000. Be sure to watch for a call from area code 513 That could be us telling you that you're the winner. Listen every hour for the keyword and your chance to win a grand as we make your wallet great again. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.09. Headlines right now as we continue to follow this college admissions cheating scandal. More parents are getting prison time. Gregory and Marsha Abbott getting one month behind bars for paying to fix their daughter's SAT and ACT scores. The New York couple pleaded guilty in Boston Federal Court in May. Yesterday, a judge also ordered them to pay a $45,000 fine and complete 250 hours of community service. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. You know, the Democrats are all about gun control and undermining our Second Amendment rights. The Second Amendment says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Um, You got Beto O'Rourke saying, oh, yeah, if I'm president, I'm coming for your guns. But there are more subtle forms of gun control that are out there. We have 300 million, 400 million guns in this country. And um, and the the anti-Second Amendment crowd realize that there would be absolute chaos, civil war, and all of this if all of a sudden, you know, we had uh, people coming after the guns. So what about shutting off the supply of bullets? Gun control by ammo control. This is what is envisioned in a couple of bills that will hit the legislature for the January session here under the title of Jamie's Law, named for Jamie Guttenberg, who was one of the 17 people killed in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School massacre down in Brevard County, okay? These are a couple of bills from South Florida Democrats, Lauren Book and Dan Daly, that would require a background check for the purchase of ammunition from a licensed manufacturer or dealer. The measure would also block the transfer of ammunition with few exceptions. Gun control by ammo control. Very interesting, potentially dangerous concept here. Yaffe, Melissa, what are your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts. Well, you know, Chris Rock did a bit called Bullet Control. It said it would keep the drive-bys very low if they were $1,000 a bullet. But uh, it'll do nothing. It's not going to do anything but make the population less likely to practice good gun ownership. Plus, your military, you make everything more expensive. Future soldiers don't have the experience they would have otherwise. Quick training in boot camps isn't going to help. So you're going to have a bunch of inexperienced gun owners, Michael. Well, I mean, that's because this is only the first step, though. Next, they'll just want to, this is the first step. You have ammo control, and then that won't be good enough. Then they'll have certain types of gun control. That won't be good enough. Then they'll have even more gun control until the ultimate goal, which is to take away guns in this country they shut off the supply of bullets here you render the the guns essentially useless for the purpose for which you have them 
The late Antonin Scalia, Supreme Court Justice, uh, dealt with this in the D.C. versus Heller case in 2008. And among other things, he concluded and he said that the term to bear arms, to bear means to carry them. So, all right, let you carry your guns around, but you can't get any bullets for them. You know, and, and then you say, well, all right, you're not going to have a civil war here because people aren't going to be, you know, coming out of their houses, you know, guns blazing. Um, and, and, and if you just cut off the supply of bullets, where do the people go? Do they, where, where, where do they go to protest Black this? market? No, first I of all, guess. there's tons of ammo already available so and produced, so it's ineffective. Second, it's not hard to make your own ammo, DIY with the 3D printer or just reuse your old casings. And third, why stop making ammo? What about hunting, self-defense, 22s at the range? This is ridiculous. Well, what do you think about this? This is gun control via ammo, ammo control. It's what the Democrats are up to in the legislature here. They're calling it Jamie's Law. I mean, it's interesting. If you wanted... You know, if you had a problem with 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 cars, for example, well, you maybe don't ban the manufacture of cars, but you make gasoline unavailable, so the car is worthless. Oh, don't give them ideas, bud. No, I'm not. But I mean, but I mean, <laughs> uh, let me let me take it even one one step uh, further here. Um, you want to shut down the use of paint, but you don't stop making the paint. You just make brushes and rollers unavailable. Okay. Lamps. Still sell lamps, but they won't light because we've cut off the supply of bulbs. I mean, this is the way, this is the, the back-ass end, forgive me, uh, way of looking at this, but that is what I think the gun control forces are looking at here in Florida. It is gun control by ammo control. How threatening do you think that is? Do you think it could actually work? What's your reaction to it? Because these bills will be considered in the upcoming Florida legislative session. It is joining us right now, Central Florida headline. I think you'll like a Volusia County teenager doing his part to address a problem affecting his peers. 15-year-old Daniel Dye has donated $15,000 to the Halifax Health Foundation to find ways to prevent teenage suicide. Father Lopez High School sophomore and his dad raised the money through a golf tournament. Wow. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we do it for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us all across the radio dial at FM 93.1, 107.7, HD3, and now on FM 94.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, still on AM 540. Some of the Democrat lawmakers have filed bills for the upcoming legislative session in Tallahassee that starts in January that would require background checks for the purchase of ammunition from a licensed manufacturer or dealer, other measures as well. It's gun control through ammo control, and we're talking about it with Anna joining us from Oviedo. Good morning, Anna. Good morning, Don. It's very nice to hear you. I enjoy your program very much. I just want to point out to some of your listeners that the trouble in Hong Kong right now is going on, and when you see the people fighting, they're fighting with everything else but guns. Rocks, that's the first thing that the communists do is disarm the people. So that's a real warning to us. Absolutely. What do you think about this effort in the Florida legislature? Well, they can do what they want to do, but... uh, the citizens should be aware that this is what they're striving for. 
Thank you very much, Anna. Do appreciate it. Let's go to Joe. Joe, it's Alan along with the Bud Man Yaffe and Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Limiting bullets doesn't work since you can use bullets from one weapon in another. The only difference is the load. Uh, military weapons are a light load because they want the bullet to stay in the person. Okay, so, uh, you know, gun control is not a bad thing. However, uh, limiting bullets is a waste of time and legislative power. You know, they should, you know, just go to what the laws are already, but enforce them across the board. You know, gun control, we already have it. It's legal, okay? You can't have a howitzer in your backyard. I'm sorry. You know, it's a gun, but it's not legal. You know, you can't have fully automatic weapons, you know, because criminals do too much damage with them. And, yes, criminals can get automatic weapons. However, you make the punishments suit the crime. And if you commit a crime with a gun right now, most prosecutors do not uh, prosecute gun gun crimes. They always throw them by the side and, and get them from burglary. But the fact that they had a gun on them, they never charge them with it. Yeah, all you right. Know, let's. Got Let's it. go after those angles. Appreciate the call, Joe. Yeah, text line is flooded. What's coming in, gang? Yeah, one person said, why do Democratic politicians deny reality that law-abiding gun owners with lots of ammo do not kill people? Criminals will love this since it will only hurt good, decent Floridians. Oh, you like another one? I got one for you. I want a bunch of them. Quick, quick, let's go. If someone steals your liberty, you should kill them. That's what somebody said. I'm just repeating it. Go ahead. Another one says, uh, ammo control is going to be really hard with 3D printers. Of course, there's an argument that gun control will be really hard because of 3D printers in Mm -hmm. the future. A little ways from that, I think, though. Not for bullets. You can do it. Uh, Someone also said the Parkland dad, Jamie's law you were referencing, should know that Obama's policies of not arresting violent students... Help create the Parkland shooter. That promise program is, I think, what's being touched upon that is correct. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We'll watch it because uh, this is what they're up to. You got to keep your eye on these anti-gun rights people, and uh, you know the Democrats like Lauren Book and Dan Daly of the Florida Legislature and their Jamie's Law plans. And we will continue to follow this. Hey, follow us on uh, the new ninety-four point one fills in the signal. In uh, the northern end of Orlando through Seminole County into southern um, Volusia County, all the other frequencies are still there, 93.1, still on AM 540 everywhere, the iHeartRadio app, and on your digital car, Radio 107.7 HD3. Sound Judgment Game coming up in uh, the next half hour. Terrific prize. You'll want to play for it. Uh, In the meantime, we need to get up to date, and the man who takes care of that for us is our co-host and our news guy. Here's Alan. But a search is underway in Central Florida for a kidnapped two-year-old boy. And weather could postpone a launch scheduled for tonight. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 829. Good morning to you. We're glad you're with us. A very important story and a very concerning one as well. There's been a child abduction in Central Florida. Alan, what's the latest? Police are searching near Ormond Beach in Volusia County as they look for a two-year-old 
who was abducted overnight from an apartment in Orlando. The biological mother is the one who's suspected of taking the child, and we believe that they may have traveled towards the area of Ormond Beach in Volusia County. At a news conference this morning, Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rolone says Sugay Perez-Diaz kicked her way into an apartment and ran off with her biological son, Genzel Cintron Perez. Chief Rolone warns that anyone caught helping Diaz hide her child from police could also face charges. Detectives are also working with DCF to review the custody battle for that boy. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Bad weather at Cape Canaveral tonight could interfere with NASA's plans to launch the ICON satellite. NASA's Nikki Fox says the two-year mission will study the Earth's ionosphere and how it's affected by weather. It's this sort of mixing region of where these two weather systems, space weather and terrestrial weather, are mixing together. And so, you know, it's really, really important for us to go and understand that. ICON will be launched aboard a Pegasus rocket that'll be dropped from a plane flying at 40,000 feet off the Florida coast. There's only a 30% chance of favorable weather. The city of Orlando can claim victory in a legal battle with a police officer. An arbitrator ruled last month the city was justified in suspending Officer Robert Shellhorn for a Facebook post two years ago. Shellhorn filed a complaint after he was suspended for 80 hours for posting insulting comments about pro athletes and a woman killed at the Charlottesville rally. The governor is making good on a campaign promise to get rid of unnecessary occupational licensing that keeps many people out of the workforce. Ron DeSantis announcing a reform package. Aimed at eliminating burdensome and unnecessary regulations across a wide range of occupations and businesses in this state. The package will be introduced during the next legislative session in January. Boy, that'll be welcomed by an awful lot of Floridians. I think so. It wasn't your imagination. September was a hot month. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says that last month, the average temperature across the United States was 68.5 degrees, tying with 2015 as the second hottest September on record. Elsewhere. Ellen DeGeneres is batting back criticism of her for sitting next to former President George W. Bush at Sunday's Cowboys-Packers football game in Dallas. She referred to the situation on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay, that we're all different. Just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I mean be kind to everyone. Mm, DeGeneres told viewers some people saw photos of her and Bush and thought, why is this gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? The host said she's friends with Bush and a lot of other people who don't necessarily share her beliefs. I think there's a good message in there, oh, frankly, yeah. for, for everybody. And it, it went on longer than you were able to play, and it was pretty compelling stuff from Ellen DeGeneres. You we, know? Have, we have talked about how people are at odds over so many things politically and socially, oh, yeah. and they allow that to come in 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 between a friendship. Well, they do, and they miss all the other wonderful things they could enjoy about that person because they're yeah. hung up on one issue. I think I think we're all guilty to an extent of that, and I I think I think Ellen DeGeneres and I was really proud of her for what she said. I'm not a huge Ellen DeGeneres fan, but I, I think she's on the money with that. Good news, Linus, the great pumpkin has arrived at the New England giant pumpkin way off in Topsfield, Massachusetts. Alex Noel brought in a gourd that tipped the scales at more than a ton, nearly 2,300 pounds. 
The colossal pumpkin needed to be carried by a forklift. It was a record for the annual contest, but fell short of the world record. That claim belongs to a Belgian man. Back in 2016, he grew a pumpkin weighing over 2,600 pounds. That's going to create too much pumpkin spice. Just way too much. That's your problem. I know it is. Mm -hmm. He's campaigning against (laughs) the world being taken over by just this. this It's an onslaught. Pumpkin spice. As far as I'm concerned, you can't have enough pumpkin pie. Well, let me just tell you, I don't want to ruin it, but pumpkin pie isn't really made out of pumpkin, so there's that. It, what do you mean? There's pumpkin in pumpkin pie? But it's not all pumpkin. Well, okay. So there's squashes, too. Not all pumpkin. All right. Well, you know, you know, I can remember it wasn't too many years ago when they just cracked 1,000 pounds with the biggest pumpkin on the planet. Now yeah. it's more than twice that. What are they feeding these things? What kind of fertilizer are they using? Babies. Are they on steroids or something? That, you know... The, you know, the NFL players say, here, take a couple of uh, take <laughs> a know. couple of shots of this. You ever see Little Shop of Horrors? Maybe that's a... <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Something's going on in the pumpkin patch, Alan. You need to get on it. And finally, an Illinois family says they got the surprise of a lifetime when a wheel crashed through their ceiling. Luckily, Linda Taylor Witt's family was not at their home in the Chicago suburb of Linwood Saturday night. But when they got home, Taylor Witt's daughter went into the bathroom and saw the wheel stuck in the ceiling. The family eventually learned it was dropped from a helicopter based at the nearby municipal airport. Apparently, the wheel came from a device that moves helicopters from hangar to hangar, but must have gotten stuck on the chopper until it was right over their home. Boy, it could have been a disaster. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to ask what happened. How did the helicopter land? But it wasn't one of the no, it wasn't actual no. wheels. It just was stuck on the <laughs> copter. That's oh, worse that's than blue ice falling from the sky. Yeah. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. You know, we try to be full service here on Good Morning Orlando. You're scrounging around thinking, what are we going to do with the kids and the family this weekend? We have the answer. You're going to the Wine and Blues Festival at the Lake Ridge Winery out in Claremont. It's great family entertainment. It's just a great time of year, great tradition, terrific live music. And we've got free tickets for our Sound Judgment winner and you're eligible by our corporate rules if you haven't won the game in 30 days. Otherwise, on the honor system, please stand aside and let others have a chance to play and win. This is a great prize. You're going to love it. And the event is this weekend at the Lake Ridge Winery, a great autumn tradition, the Blues Festival. 407-916-5400. Playing for free tickets. Get on the line before everybody else grabs the lines. 407-916-5400. Or sneak in on that toll-free line at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes here on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines right now, right now, local sports headline for you. The Magic are in Atlanta to face the Hawks tonight in preseason NBA action. Orlando will then host Boston on Friday in its first home game. 
The Magic are 2-0 so far with wins over the Spurs and the Pistons. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories, and we keep it up on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. Sound judgment time. What about that prize? What are we playing for here, oh, Melissa? Oh, my goodness. A wonderful weekend, really. A four-pack of tickets for a one-day admission to Lake Ridge Winery's Barbecue and Blues Festival. It is this weekend at the Lake Ridge Winery. And vineyards, we're talking about barbecue, blues, live music, wine, beer. And if you want more info, go to lakeridgewinery.com or get that four-pack right now by using your sound judgment. Yeah, it's one of the really cool autumn events, a great tradition out at the one and only Lake Ridge Winery. You're going on us. Um, if you're trying to get in, all the lines are jammed, but a wrong answer will open up a line. Be ready to be quick and grab it at 407-916-5400. Beatles fans, you ought to have an edge in today's sound judgment game, and here's why. It happens to be the birthday of the late John Lennon of the Beatles, who, of course, was assassinated in 1980. want you to listen to some sound of Lennon's iconic song, Imagine, then use your sound judgment to tell me two things. How old was John Lennon when he died, and how old would John Lennon be today had he lived? Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try We've given you 30 seconds to think it over. The question, how old was John Lennon when he died? It is his birthday. And how old would he be today had he lived? Line one, go ahead. All right, I'm going to take a wild guess. Uh, 38 when he was killed and 78 today. You're in the ballpark, but you're not our winner. Thanks for trying. Open line, get it, 407-916-5400. That guy was close. Line three is open. Go ahead, line three. You're on. Okay. He uh, died December 8th, 1980. And, um, oh, you got to give me his age when he died. 40. Okay. And he would be today? Yeah. Uh, 40, 80, uh, 60. Come on. Got to go. 60, 70. Three? No, but thanks for trying. Let's go to line four. John Lennon, how old was he when he died? How old would he be if he were alive today celebrating his birthday? Go ahead, line four. He would be 40 years old and 78. 40 when he died, 78 this year. No. Close, though, as close as you can get. Toll free, you're up. Go ahead, toll free. I don't know what happened there. Line one. John Lennon, how 40, old when he was assassinated? 40 and 79. And, say it again. 40 years old and 79. We have a winner. All right. Yeah. You are going to the Blues Festival at the Lake Ridge Winery. You excited? I've got plans to go. I'm glad I get to go. <laughs> Way to go. Nice going. You a Beatles fan? Yes, I am. Yeah, me too. And. Um, Yep, it's, I've never really fully gotten over what happened to John Lennon there. What, a, what an amazing performer, and, um, and he lives on in his great music. What is your first name, my friend? My name is John. 
John, from what town? Longwood. Yeah, right up the road. Congratulations. Hey, thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando. We're glad you're with us on the 50,000-watt front porch, John. Hey, bud, thanks for the new signal up here. We love the new new frequency. 94.1's working for you? Yes, sir, much better. I don't have to do AM anymore. Well, there you go. There, That's terrific news, and that's exactly what the addition of 94.1 was all about, John. We'll, we'll make sure we tell the boss about that. He'll be very, very pleased. And thank you, John. I'll put you on hold and let you work it out with Melissa on the prize, okay? All right, bud. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. You have a great day. Lots of impeachment news. We're going to sum it up here in a moment. Headlines for you right now. What do we have? This is a sad story we're updating for you here. And let me give it to you one more time if you're just joining us. Dental records are going to have to be used to identify the dump truck driver killed in a fiery crash in Brevard County. The truck apparently blew a tire, causing the driver to lose control of the truck, hit a guardrail on the Panetta Causeway near Merritt Island, flipped and burst into flames. The troopers say they've contacted folks in South Florida they believe are family members, but they have not yet been able to make a positive ID. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio WFLA Orlando. All-out war has been declared by the Trump White House against the Democrats in this bogus impeachment proceeding. An eight-page letter from the council, the White House council, um, and, and here's the essence of it. President Trump and his administration reject your baseless, unconstitutional efforts to overturn the democratic process. Your unprecedented actions have left the president with no choice in order to fulfill his duties to the American people, the Constitution, the executive branch, and all future occupants of the office of the presidency. President Trump and his administration cannot participate in your partisan and unconstitutional inquiry under these circumstances. The circumstances are no vote has been taken in the House by Pelosi, and we talked about that earlier. What about the whistleblower? Fresh news that is in right now being reported by Byron York of the Washington Examiner. Um, It has been revealed under questioning last week behind closed doors of the uh, intelligence community's Inspector General Michael Atkinson that the whistleblower, that political bias that was mentioned early on, it isn't just because he's a registered Democrat. It turns out that this whistleblower, he or she, has a significant tie to one of the Democratic presidential candidates currently vying to challenge President Trump in next year's election. Don't know who it is, but that gets more and more intriguing. And um, we also have uh, uh, other investigations that are apparently coming to the head. Uh, Bill Barr, the Attorney General, and, um, and John Durham, U.S. Attorney, are working together on the origins of the... Uh, of the 2016 presidential campaign and what the Democrats were trying to do to undermine Trump, and they're expanding that. And we have the Horowitz investigation focusing on FISA court abuse and other things by the Department of Justice and the FBI to undermine Trump, and that may be coming to a head, all of these, within the next couple of weeks. And finally, on the impeachment front, growing sentiment by the American people and a significant number of Republicans... Uh, that the inquiry is okay, and a growing number, even Republicans, not a majority by any means, 
who want him ultimately impeached and thrown out of office. That's what we'll, we'll keep up to date on all of that. And Yaffe, you'll be all over what happens today, and yeah. there'll be plenty coming your uh, way. I was about to say, there is a lot going on. Everything you just said, there'll be reaction to it. Plus, it looks like Turkey's going to invade Syria. Lots going on. We'll cover it. PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. Fantastic. It'll be great. We hope you have a great day, as gray and gloomy as it looks right now. For Alan, Yaffe, and Melissa, the Budman here. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. God bless you and God bless America.